Hey everybody, once again, the new challengers bring in the heat. I'm sitting here with the dreaded challenger. Hello everybody, I'm so excited to be back. Man, you're excited again? Is that three times excited? What we got going on today? Can I tell you, well, well, can I tell you why? It's like we start this humble little podcast for everyone who, who might be listening. And so far we've had some really amazing guests yeah, to come and share their knowledge. And I am no less excited about this particular guest that we have on today for reasons that are close to my heart. And anyone who's followed the new challengers will know. Go ahead and introduce him for us. Well, right now I have the honor of introducing... Sean Huffer of Hitbox to our podcast. Yes. How are you doing today, Sean? Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> very good. I'm doing good today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Man, thank you for coming on the show because, as our audience probably has surmised, all we use are Hitbox. I mean, let's yes. be real. And no offense to Adark because I got your stick too, but. We use a lot of hitbox over here, so it's really that great to have That is our you. weapon of choice. Yes. yes, it is. So, okay, Sean, let's let's just start this up here, man. Let, I know that it's uh it's late where you are or early. You're in China, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in uh, Shenzhen, China, at the moment. Oh, excellent, excellent. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing there, or is it a top secret? No, that's not top secret. Recently, we um, launched the Xbox One version of the uh, Hitbox. So that's uh, part of what I've been over here working on, is uh, getting the uh, Xbox One Hitbox ready for our customers. Wow, that's, awesome. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So tell us a little bit about yourself there, Mr. Huffer. You you make fighting game peripherals, the Hitbox, which we'll get really in-depth here in a minute. But... On the personal side of the house, what games did you start out with, and what kind of inspired you to get into this whole field? Oh, oh well, what do you mean exactly? Like, what, fighting games, or just video games in general? Or Yeah, you know, the hitbox is mostly geared towards fighting games. So, what fighting games got you started, or was it just gaming in general that really wanted you to get you into the uh, whole peripheral-making field? Uh, I remember when I was a little kid... Gosh, my brother and I, Dustin, we both loved to play Street Fighter II Championship Edition on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> oh, the uh, Genesis version. Yeah, that that's uh, that was actually the first fighting game either of us had played. And we, for years, would always find ourselves coming back to playing Street Fighter II. Yeah, and, the, and, of course, the, also the original Mortal Kombat. We would play the heck out of that as well. Nice. When we were kids. That that was our first real fighting game experience, and and ever since then, you know, it's, there's nothing quite like a, a fighting game, and especially back then, you know. So like, because the graphics back then, you know, for fighting games, you know, you had the bigger characters, you know, that had a very different look than other games, and that 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 always made fighting games kind of the special, forbidden kind of a fruit for us, like, I I would think. Nice, yeah, and I will say that I mean I'm just gonna say this that the Genesis version of that game was the was the superior home version. I mean, it's just the truth. I'm throwing it out there. I'm not showing throw, uh, throwing shade at Nintendo. We all love them, but that that Genesis one, I do remember it being high quality. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Nintendo had Clay Fighters, so I mean, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, can't take that one back. <laughs> it's, it's out there. <laughs> okay, so yeah, what about Clay Fighters in a minute? Holy <laughs> moly! Oh yeah. So okay. That game was awesome. 
<laughs> that, that game was that game was superb. Is that, I'm sure that's what you meant to say right there. That game was absolutely superb in every way, shape, and form. <laughs> like many fighting games of the past were, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like just like Primal Rage, if we recall. Yeah, just oh. like. <laughs> Let, let's backtrack a little bit here. You got into gaming with Street Fighter Two, like so many other people that we've interviewed, but. Everybody we've interviewed has gone in different directions with that inspiration. So tell us a little bit about your company. What's the name of your company, even though we've already said it? And who's the target audience? And how long have you all been around? Let's see. Uh, the name of the company is Hitbox. And uh, we've been around since, gosh, I think just about five years now. Okay. It's already been five years. Wow. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah about... I think the idea is about a little over five years old now. My brother and I, Dustin, we played, we loved Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That game, I, I don't know how many hours I sunk into Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or, or how many years or whatever, but, uh, that, that's, uh, that's the game that was really like the first fighting game that like, I think I started picking, I played that, uh, started trying to get competitive with that in like 2006, 2007. That's the one that, Kind of was like, you know, when they say like how deep the rabbit hole goes, you know, find out, you know, like that's, that's kind of what got us going down the fighting game path. Cause yeah. Marvel, you know, I mean, all fighting games are pretty endless as, like, as far as, you know, you can't really beat them, but like, uh, that, that was the one that really, you know, like, uh, cause we, you know, you could do a lot of different team combinations and different ideas, you know, and you could actually take an idea and build a team around it, you know, so that, which, you know, we're, both Dustin and I have always dealt in uh, ideas, you know, goofy ideas, any kind of idea we can throw at each other. And uh, it's like a sandbox game that way. You know, you can be creative with it. Yeah, that was a whole lot of characters to wrap your wrap your mind around. Just forget about matchups. Just throw that out the window. With <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So did you start on the old Dreamcast version? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, old Dreamcast version um, on pad, actually. Interesting enough, that pad was that pad was something else, uh, <laughs> something of a right. bit of an innovation. Not not the most comfortable thing, if I can recall. Not the most no. fighting friendly. <laughs> yeah, you could do a lot with that pad, but you know, it uh, they 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 wore out pretty quickly. I I would I would go through pads back then. Like very, very, very fast. Because, yes. You know it. Yeah. The you uh, do a lot of input. The especially in Marvel. Yeah. Like this thing, and that was one of the things that I first started to realize. Uh, I, I remember, you know, going like, "Man, you know, like this isn't working for me." You know, I mean, like when you start to realize that, you know, like, okay, I know I did it right, but the controller didn't pick up the input. You know, and like, and you never want to blame your equipment. Because, you know, you always want to take responsibility of, you know, you, okay, I need to do better. But I, I, you know, I remember, you know, I'll be, I'll be straight with you guys. Like nothing pisses me off worse than, you know, doing a move and it doesn't come out. That's part of the reason why the hitbox exists. <laughs> because when you, when you're playing a fighting game, you want to do the move and you want to know for sure 100% that it's going to come out. You know, you want to trust your equipment. So that's what, what initially set us down the path of eventually playing on stick for a couple of years and then eventually uh, starting to design our own controllers. 
Wow, that's pretty awesome. So really, I guess the first target audience for your product was yourselves. Was it something <laughs> that you just wanted for yourself as a concept? It was like a question that needed to be answered. Like, I remember it was Evo 2010. That weekend, uh, we, we went there and we played the uh, alpha build of Marvel 3. And uh, we beat almost everybody we played that weekend. We were really we're doing really good. And we're like, oh, wow, okay, we don't actually suck, you know. And, and, and But the problem was is that that weekend our sticks broke. The, we had uh, the old mass sticks. Ah. I love sticks. Like, don't get me wrong. But, but, man, I was so sad that Evo weekend came and my stick didn't work. You know, like I couldn't rely on my stick. You know, it, 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 it had broken. And so we spent most of Evo weekend in 2010 trying to fix our joysticks. And so that's when we really started to go, man, okay, if we're going to get, if we're, we're into this, we got to know how to fix our sticks because, you know, we'd, we'd already made the leap of the investment of, you know, because Moss sticks, uh, like back then, especially in 2009, 2010, you know, the idea of spending uh, more than $100 on a video game controller was uh, kind of a foreign idea, especially to me. Because, you know, I, I don't like spending a lot of money, you know, but that's why, like, I try to keep our stuff as, as cheap as I can possibly get it, you know, without, but, but it was like $130 for a moss stick even back then. And that was for, uh, just one, uh, just like for Sega Dreamcast, you know. Right. So you guys started having to work on your sticks, uh, that probably gave you a lot of skills going forward and in, in you're, when you're developing your own peripheral. Let's talk about the hitbox for a second, like the product itself. For those of you guys who are listening on this podcast, uh, could you tell them what it is that makes your your peripheral, your product, what makes it unique in the whole landscape of all the peripherals that are out there? The hitbox, basically, we kind of designed it to replace the D-pad or the uh, joystick you would normally use. And instead, we put one button for each direction in the game. We basically set those buttons up on uh, on a flat surface like a button panel, kind of like you would see with an arcade stick, uh, except uh, smaller buttons. And basically, it, it's laid out underneath kind of the way your hands naturally would uh, you know, sit on the table or something like that when you're drumming on the table or something like that. Basically, when you have buttons instead of uh, joystick or D-pad, what we ended up realizing that we had done is it's a controller that's designed specifically for fighting games. When you look at the other controllers that are out there, like um, they're all standard controllers that are used for general gaming, you know. Right on, right on. Uh, yeah, uh, but thanks for uh, breaking that down. And I got to tell you, when I started playing on the Hitbox uh, myself is when... Uh, uh, Hitbox, the, the company was generous enough to donate one to the USO where we were in Afghanistan at the time, which big shout to Hitbox for yes. supporting the USO, supporting the troops. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. I remember Angry here was, was ranting and raving about how awesome it was. And I had, I'm like, well, I have to give it a try because my thumbs are, I feel like I've torn all the tendons in my thumbs from playing on the PS3 DualShock 3, which isn't a bad peripheral. It's actually very good, top tier, top quality, but. You know, I just wasn't getting it done, especially with how long I was holding down charges and whatnot. So uh, when they sent it out, that's when I started using it, and I haven't 
personally uh, looked back since. So it's been good. So that I'm just saying that to tell everybody out there that, you know, go for what you want. You know, if, you, if you're happy with pad, that's great. If you're happy with stick, that's great. For me, I am grateful to Sean here for coming and, and his brother Dustin for coming up with that idea because it's helped me out a lot. That's, that's, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I mean, on my side of the house is I've always been a very contrary person in pretty much everything I do. And coming up in the fighting game world, when I actually started to get a better understanding of the game, people told me, like, well, you have to play on stick. You have to play on stick. And I came in before, you know, the whole online scene started burgeoning. So there was no, like, Van Geef for me to look at. People were telling me, you got to play on stick. You got to play on stick. You got to play on stick. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to play on stick. So it's 2011. Did a little research. Um, I, like I said, I really couldn't play online as much because, you know, I was always traveling and I was always in these austere locations. So it's like, you know what? Uh, my friend recommended to me the hitbox. She said, check this out. You know, she's a competitive Soul Calibur player. And I was like, all right. And I did. And I tried out the layout on my keyboard and I found that it was really awesome and I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of little cool tricks you could do. I went ahead and ordered it, and the rest is history. So, yeah, thank you guys for your fantastic product that you've made there. Well, I, hey, I'm just glad that uh, you guys have enjoyed it because uh, that's really what it's all about. So, uh, no, I don't know. It's just like you know, like uh, like we've been at it for five years, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and honestly, like you know, like for the five years up until. Uh, up until last month, I've literally made every single one of them myself, like one, like thousands of them just by hand, you know. So like, wow, that's so crazy. Like, it always means a lot to me when I when I when I do hear that, because like honestly, you know, I'll, I'll be working, you know, and I'll and I'll send them out into the world, and and a lot of times you never hear back from anybody, like, and then randomly. You know, if I'm lucky, you know, we'll, we'll be at a major or Evo or something and, and somebody will be like, hey, you know, I love this thing. Like, one, one time I was at a E3 and this, we, Dustin and I were walking through E3 and we were near the Nintendo booth or something like that. And this, just this giant guy from like, 50, like maybe like 50, 60 feet away just goes, hey, you know, he just yells at us and we think he's mad at us. You, you know, and he comes running over. And he's like, "I need to talk to you right now." And we're going, "Oh God, is he gonna? What's what's going on?" He's like, "My hitbox." And I'm just like, "Oh crap!" He's like, "I love that thing." And I was like, "Oh man, you know, like that was gonna beat me up." You know, but instead he just loves it. You know, like and I go, oh, "Okay." Whew, I mean, what, what do you do when Hugo's running at you with his arms out? Uh. <laughs> I'm neutral Trump, but it doesn't always work. (laughs) (laughs) You got the crap out of me. This is one of those really, really big guys, like the guys you don't want to mess with. And I'm going, and then for a second, I'm like, oh man, he thinks he knows he's got a hitbox. I'm going, oh no, did something bad happen? You know, instead he was really happy about it. You know, it's like, wow, that's awesome. You know, so, you know, I've never heard from him in my life until he randomly. He finds me in a, you know, finds us in a crowd and yells at us and solos us out, and then he says he likes it, you know. But most of the time, we're just busy, you know, just trying to keep up, you know, that we don't even really get to hear back from people. So that's why it's always really, I really, I'm so glad that I could hear from you guys and and hear that that um, that. Well, yeah, well, awesome. 
Side note, all you listeners out there, if you find a cool product, just a little bit of feedback, just a little bit of, hey, thanks for making this awesome thing. Just send it in the email. Those, you know, will go a long way. Yeah, um, we got social so media now. Retweet. Yeah, that happens. Retweet the people that you like. Share their yeah. posts on Facebook. Like, reach out because yeah. a lot of these guys starting these small companies, they, word of mouth, great, you know. Grassroots, internet roots, you know, spread the word. And that's what we've been trying to do here at the New Challenges. We always give shout outs to Hitbox at the conventions and stuff because that's what we use during our panels. And it really gets people interested. And we're just trying to, you know, spread the, the love and the word. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, uh, five years is, is a pretty considerable time to be in business making, making this, uh, particular product. What was, were some of the difficulties, uh, that, you and your company had get you know starting uh and getting off the ground Ooh, um gosh a lot of things <laughs> when we got started we were making them out of wood in our garage if you guys have ever done woodworking any of you out there that know how that works it's not very fast or clean or any sort of an effective way to make anything more than one at a time <laughs> oh yeah so uh, yeah, like uh, we had made maybe uh, we'd made maybe like four or five versions of it, and we were slowly improving it. And uh, we went to uh, SoCal Regionals. Angry Bananas there had actually uh, they were there are guys that had a YouTube channel, and they they saw that we were you know Dustin was playing in the tournament and doing really well on this bizarre button contraption. So they ended up uh, asking if they could do a video about it, and, and you know we were like, oh okay, well you know. I guess, I guess it can't hurt too much, you know, and if, if somebody likes it, then, uh, then I guess that's a good problem to have, you know, which of course meant, you know, we, we, we were not prepared for the amount of people that actually would have seen that video and, and got a hold of us to want them. Basically, a few months later, by then we had had like, uh, maybe a few thousand people sign up to be interested in buying one. That is crazy. Yeah, and and the problem was is that at that time it took maybe five hours for us to make one of them, and we didn't have any circuit boards to do anything, like to even build them. So we had to figure out circuit, like everything about it. We knew nothing because we'd never made or sold anything to anyone before. So it was it. I I, it, I actually ended up working so much at that point that I ended up getting uh, very sick and I ended up in the hospital <laughs> for about a couple of weeks. Wow. I got sick from all of the stress of trying to make it work. Cause I had to, at the time I had a full-time job and then I was also uh, helping run the union uh, at the place where I had worked. And then on top of that, trying to deal with this hitbox thing that had kind of come out of nowhere. After a couple months of that, I'd, I'd gotten so sick that I was in the hospital for a week and a half. So that made uh, us building or getting anything out quickly for anybody that was interested really difficult because uh, I was sick. Dustin was in L.A. You know, he couldn't do anything, and I was building them all in Vegas. We had, we eventually got it, but it was the, you know, we, we had to deal with I'd, I was sick, and we didn't know anything about production, and it was it was a battle the whole way. Everything was difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it. I'm just trying to picture picture you with like 
a list of a thousand orders in your garage with like a saw and a hammer and some buttons. Yeah, um, but, but uh, you guys have seemed to have, have come caught away. You got your own, uh, you know, website www.hitboxarcade.com. Uh, I've seen you know just taking orders left and right. Um, so tell us about your company now. How many people do you guys have on staff? Uh, we're still a very small family company. A lot of people think we're like this big corporation, like Mad Cats or something, and we're we're not. Like, uh, we're pretty much uh, it's myself, my brother Dustin, and then um, my father helps us do shipping, <laughs> and that's it. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, we send people. They're not really like employees or staff, but um, like I'll, I'll send people to tournaments around the country to play for us and things like that. Uh, and we try to support players that uh, are competing on the tournament scene that uh, can do well and things like that. Yeah, I saw that someone is actually sponsored by you. Uh, uh, actually, a number of uh, prominent Mortal Kombat X players. I believe Tyrant HB Tyrant. He won a Mortal Kombat X back in June. Yeah, Tyrant's been doing uh, really well. Uh, he's a Jax player in Mortal Kombat, I think. Yeah, he's a Jax player. Yeah. And, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. And I think we, I think, yeah, he went to, we sent him to the Fall Classic this weekend, I think. And I think he did, uh, I think he made top eight. Wow. So how did, how did he get, uh, involved and, and actually want to take on the, the Hitbox, you know, brand, if you will? Uh, there was a, a team that, um, a good friend of ours, Dustin Kane, also known as uh, Godspeed, he was a person that had uh, contacted us via email. And he just had said, hey, you know, I'm a really hungry player. I'm in Southern California. I really, really want to play for Hitbox. Wow. And, you know, and, and we're just like, well, you know, we're, we're not really, you know, a big company, you know, because nobody understands that. But, you know, hey, you know, we, we'd love to help you how we can. So we said, you know, you're welcome to, you know, put HB on your name if you would like. You know, we won't, you know, that's totally okay, you know, and uh, let us know how we can help you out. And we uh, we actually uh, put together a couple of T-shirts for him and uh, sent them his way to just kind of, so he had something to wear at tournaments. And uh, Godspeed... You know, over the next year and a half or so, actually, was a really impressive guy. He uh, he went from not playing fighting games to just really developing himself into. Uh, I think by a couple years later, he had made top eight at Evo and Injustice. So wow. He, he was a he was one of those guys where you could tell just through the right the text in the email that he really had he was in the right place and he was a really hungry player. So we did our best to help him out. Uh, with a little bit to get him started, and uh, he really kind of took the ball and ran with it, and uh, eventually ended up making his own team called RDK, which was Rushdown Kings. And uh, Tyrant happened to be on his team that he was creating called Rushdown Kings. So, um, and of course, Godspeed loved Hitbox, so he wanted everybody on his team to play on Hitbox. And so, uh, I believe it was UFGT in Chicago, uh, we were there and, uh, he had got his guys out there to Chicago to play that tournament. And they tried it out at UFGT and, uh, Tyrant especially just, um, picked it up, messed around with it in training mode for like two minutes and then went downstairs and started bodying everybody in Chicago on it. it was oh, that's cool. crazy. That's immediate feedback right there. 
yeah, he just kind of picked it up and went with it, and then he was like, he was like, okay, and just never went back. It was it was pretty cool. That's that's a really cool development right there. Yeah. So uh, you know what what else has changed with the with your company? You you guys are still pretty small. Is there anything other other kind of uh, development as far as trying to get these things made and, and and pushed out and customer service? You have to deal with all of that stuff. What else? What other changes have you guys had to make? I mean, like we like I was saying, we started with a wooden box, and um, now we're more. We have a metal case, and we you know we rubber feet, and all the things that people have asked for. We we always are always improving the design as best we can. So that's one of the things that's changed. Um, then just keeping up with our customers has been has been difficult a lot of the time, and, and uh, we outrun our suppliers a lot. So, like uh, you know, like we talked about earlier in the interview, I'm in China right now. I've been trying to fix a lot of the supply chain issues and things like that, and uh, make it so that we, you know, keep up with our customers when when they, when they get a hitbox, they can get one. You know, things like that. Very um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really great that you guys have gone from where you were, which was great to start out with, to being able to sponsor good players and just sending them a t-shirt or something like that to help them. Because I know that's one of our goals here, the new challengers. We like to have somebody, such and such challenger, play for us one day at a major event. So... We too, you know, have those aspirations, and it's great to hear that you guys are out there killing it, working hard, and you know, even sacrificing your health for something that you love. And <laughs> it shows, it shows in your product, really. I mean, you guys made a fantastic product. Thank you, thank you. That's very nice. It's yeah, like I, I, I was particularly I, I, Tyrant. I've been very impressed with Tyrant and and Godspeed both. They have, they have some really uh, you know I mean it's it's kind of always feels strange when you uh, people that come outside from outside that don't understand what kind of hard work it takes to be a top player. Like it's it's a lot of work and and uh, and they put they they put in a lot of work, hardworking guys and. Uh, and so we just try and support them, and and anybody out there that we that we can support, we can take on. We always do our best to help them in any way we can, you know. So it's it's one of the great. It's, I I love seeing players use something that you know Dustin and I created, and actually seeing them enjoy it, but not just enjoy it, but improve with it. You know, like to actually make a difference to somebody is like the coolest one of the coolest parts about the whole thing. Yeah, I I bet that is pretty insane and a, and a great feeling. Uh, I, I have you got have you been able to attend any major gaming events lately? You know, this was the first Evo that I had missed. Wow, so you're pretty regular at Evo. Yeah, I I've been to Evo since like 2007, I think, uh, 2007, 2008. But uh, I, I this year I was here, so. And that's the busiest time of year for us. So poor Dustin was trying to deal with Evo by himself back in Las Vegas, and that was—I'm sure—that was a zoo. Oh man! Um, but uh, I, um, you know, been to—I've tried to get out to a lot of the majors, but it's—I end up sending people to all the majors, and I don't actually get to go because I got to stay and do, you know, run hitbox. So generally, like, I don't get to go to the things that I want to go to, like. Like, uh, NEC, uh, you know, we send people to Philadelphia a lot to play and, uh, big events, you know, uh, 
we sent uh, Godspeed and Tyrant out to CEO this year, but uh, so I would have loved to have gone to Florida and play, but I had to run run the company and, and keep things going. Because, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Evo Evo is my favorite. The, just just spectating at Evo is always a blast, and uh, I'm very sad that I missed it this year. Wow, I uh, I have said on this podcast before that going to an Evo is is definitely on my bucket list. Um, I love streaming it. I love watching the replays. I, I want to be there for the environment of it. It's like, I, I, I bet it's like nothing else. Would you be dressed as Miguel? I, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> you might Maybe. You, you have to associate with the Tekken crowd. I'm sure that'd be fun. I, I would, and I'm not exclusively a Tekken player. So, you know, I don't want to alienate anybody. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it may be a crossover thing with this, like, you know. Half Capcom, half Namco part. I don't know. Well, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So how how do you go about promoting Hitbox? How was the how was promoting? Uh, what's your strategy in promoting? Um, and and where is your presence online right now? Um, let's see. You know, one thing we do to promote is uh, like I was saying before. You know, we we've been sending players around the country to tournaments and um, trying to help them succeed with their tournament goals. That that's been you know one form of promotion, quote unquote. But it's it's also you know we want to see our our guys win in tournaments, you know. And so that's one thing that we you know kind of do as a promotion. And then um, other than that, most of it is is um, kind of grassroots stuff. A lot of our business runs on word of mouth. We've done uh, the YouTube channel that uh, we have. I spent a lot of work with Dustin uh, putting together tons of, you know, instructional videos and things like that or for for players to learn how to use the hitbox, which also is, is kind of doubled as, as informative, but it also is, uh, you know, it helps get the word out that hitbox exists, you know, for some people. Uh, right on. Other than that, and all word of mouth and just people referring it to uh, the next guy, mostly. Yeah, well, we've given you a lot of uh, free press, uh, some, some free promotion over here with the New Challengers. But thank you again for your support, because uh, again, you know, you supported us. And all, you know, Angry and I definitely have inside jokes about that that YouTube channel all the time. You know, there's just so many ways. There are so many ways that you can just do a standing 720. You know, like here's here's Dustin Huffer. He's going to show you how to do a standing 720 while you know submerged 5,000 feet underwater. You know, in the Marianas Trench. It's easy for Mother Russia, just like this. Just like it's, it's really like easy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be standing on my head on Mars doing standing 720s. It's too easy. You worked, worked so hard to find a reliable way to do that. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin is a hardworking guy because people said it couldn't be done, and he was like, "No, it can be done." And he 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 went through maybe three or four different ways that he learned how to do it before he decided on what the best method was to actually do it. So he. Well, he spent a lot of time, and then and then finally, uh, in the last year or so, we've seen one or two uh, hitbox Zamgief players doing standing seven twenties in combat. So, yes, you know, you know from Mother Russia, from Mother Russia. <laughs> yeah, if you're not protecting the the Russian skies, you have to do it from Mother Russia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty awesome. Again, go to www.hitboxarcade.com and check out the. Check out the website if you haven't already been, if you're listening to this podcast. Yes, please do that. Um, Check these guys yeah. out because they're fantastic. So, okay, we have a lot of personal gaming questions coming up. 
But before I, before I go down to that, you know, talking about the hitbox and to help our audience understand what we're talking about here. I mean, you've described it, but let me say it. Let me reiterate this. This controller has no stick. What I mean is a traditional arcade stick is usually six to eight buttons. That will be your punches or your kicks or whatever. And then a stick that you would use for movement. But your controller has buttons instead of a stick. So you just have the buttons for the directional inputs. What unique challenges and advantages does that have over the pad or stick? And I bring that up now because we just talked about the standing 720. Uh, it's kind of like... Like, I, I kind of mentioned it before, like, a regular stick or a regular pad is designed for general use video gaming. What we ended up doing with the hitbox is taking a specific genre of video game, in this case, a fighting game, and we said, what makes, what does this type of game really need to, for us to do better? Well, what can we, can we actually design anything that improves uh, upon the rules of the way in which a fighting game works. Kind of like, you know, you, if for baseball, you have baseball gear, you know? For soccer, you have soccer gear. For fighting games, you should have fighting game gear that's actually made to play fighting games, not just like any old game. The advantages of, of playing with all buttons are really like, it is, I mean, we used to be afraid to say it, but I'll say it. It's, it's, it is the best way to play fighting games, like, period. There's Hashtag n- shots it, fought. I mean, like, you know, I mean, we used to be afraid of, of people banning it because it was, you know, quote unquote, too good. You know, and it it is the best way to play if you, if you learn how to use it. Like the challenges, I mean, the only thing I ever hear people say is that they have trouble with tiger knees. And then we show them how to do tiger knees and they go, oh, OK, you know, <laughs> and then they don't have problems. Yeah. One thing uh, that it helps for me, something that I, was not in my lexicon on pad or stick was the down back ultras buffering the dash into it. Like I've seen videos on how to do it on stick. I cannot, I cannot do it on stick. Now I dash to ultra all the time now with the down back, like, uh, like dashing into Guile's ultra one or dashing into DJ's ultra two. It's, it's just so easy. Just, you just, you just roll them buttons out. That's, that's, that's what one of the things personally for me. Also dragon punches while you're crouching is, is completely easy to do. On a hitbox for Street Fighter, it's like, oh, it's, it's just so, oh, like they see you crouching, so they want to jump because they know, like, oh, you can't react to that. No, I'm just gonna do this because it's all right there. Just, just a couple things. That's just, a, that's just a few things. Go check out their YouTube channel. I mean, even for, with me, for, hey, yeah, I play, uh, I play Makoto. So Kar Karakusa, I remember I sat down to practice one day and I executed three flawless Kar Karakusas in a row, and I didn't even use, like, there's a lot of shortcuts and stuff online. The hitbox, the inputs are so fast that I can just press forward weak kick and input the Karakusa before the kick comes out. Like, for Tiger Knees, like you mentioned earlier, it's like I can just press up and then quarter circle back and kick to get that extremely low Sugiri. It's like everything's so yeah. fast. And it really does make yeah. things easier. And we... Don't even play Mortal Kombat, which is a completely other thing. <clears throat> Mortal, Ka- Mortal Cabal. Mortal Cabal. <clears throat> Mortal Cabal. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. Well, you, you get you get one finger to cover each direction. Pad doesn't have that, and stick doesn't have that. Like you get better leverage over every single input. So you're you're gonna see benefits 
in every single way because you've got that extra leverage. Just it, it's what it just adds up that way. I think that another thing to bring up is um, trying to teach newer players to play. We always tell them not to jump. If you jump on a hitbox, it is completely your fault. Completely and totally your fault. You can't blame, you know, oh, I was on a pad and I went too far on my quarter circle forward. You can't do that with the stick either. If you jump, it's like it's a completely separate button and it's on your thumb. It's the biggest button on the on the thing. Like there's no reason. If it, yeah. Yeah. It really helps not to jump when you don't need to. Yes. So you can just break that bad habit right away. <laughs> so yeah, the, yeah, that, that's actually the. I, you know, I even even when we started playing on Hitbox, I I was I actually remember thinking to myself, "Oh yeah, no, I don't accidentally jump. I'm so happy." You know, like because oh, yeah. he had pretty damn good control on. I was a pretty good stick player, but just like it just it felt so much more relaxing to know that I wasn't going to accidentally, like, I didn't even have to think about the, the worry of, of accidentally going too far, you know? Yes. I could just breathe really easy. Focus on what my opponent's doing more. Word, breathe. word. Do you have any uh, new products on the horizon coming out from Hitbox? Um, let's see. Yes. I might suggest that PlayStation is in the works. I don't have any specifics. And then there are a couple of other projects that I'm very excited about that we've been working on that, uh, for a G is over a year now. So hopefully we can get those happening. Mm-hmm. I am going to wait with bated breath because I bet it's going to be good. If there's ever <laughs> a dive kick too, I expect, you know, kickboxes, more kickboxes. Oh yeah. And I will tell you what, I'm still, the offer is still on the table. However much money you want, I will still buy a kickbox from you. Yes. You know, I might have, I might have one I'd be able to to get to you. When I get home, I'll have to check. I think I have the original two of them back at my place. Yes, I will certainly run. Back, I will go to New York Comic Con as kick and wave around my kickbox and and scream hitbox <laughs> from the rafters. Well, hey man, if you go as kick, then then you know you can let me borrow that and I can finally cosplay as Mark Man. Yes, yes, you Legitly. can. <laughs> yes, yeah, you can. I can cosplay as an actual guy that re- exists in real life. It is also oh. a video game guy, and I and I will be complete. You you want to know you want to know a messed up story? Uh, like they never told me. That Markman was going to be in the game. Oh, <laughs> here's the thing, uh, internet, internet, everybody, listen up. Markman, he's in the Tekken community. He also works for Madcat, so technically, Markman works for a competitor of Hitbox and of Sean's and of Dustin's. So the irony is thick and hilarious. <laughs> yes. Because yeah, I, 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 I found out on our way to UFGT one year, and uh, with the year they were working on Dive Kick, and of course, like you know, like we just wanted to help out Dive Kick because I loved it. You know, I loved the idea of it ever since they launched it, and I actually got a hold of Keith. I was like, hey, you know, can we help? Can we help make you know controller or something, or you know, however we can help with it. <laughs> 
And so, like, I ended up pouring in, it must have been, like, 80, 80 hours of work into making a bunch of kickboxes. Yeah. So I was, and, you know, like, we didn't, I didn't do it for any, any profit or any money. I just gave it all it cost, you know, because I just wanted there to be cool stuff for the game. But it was, like, 80 hours of work, you know. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, oh, God, what? And then there's the trailer where he's in the game building the kickboxes. And I was just like, oh, man, I wish somebody could have told me ahead of time. <laughs> like, I was, it was messed up. And I'm like, yo, yo, Mark, do you, do you know, did you know about this? And he's like, oh, no, I didn't know. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> like, That's hilarious. <laughs> he thought it was funny, too. He seems like a good dude. And I, I made, I made Mark Manadive kick. That's my number one go to. And then, and then kick and so on. But, you know, I think our love of dive kick has been definitely broadcast on this podcast. Yeah. But that's, not, that's a great story right there. We're not talking about dive kick right now. We're talking about hitbox. Hitbox. Yes. <laughs> yes. So listen, I just want to tell you, I'm very, uh, I'm very excited to hear about the upcoming projects. Whenever, whenever they come out, I'll be checking. I'll be checking your website for those. Yeah, well, we'll be. I'm, I'm really excited to get some stuff out. So uh, we're just, you know, with, like you said, you know, like you guys know now, we're not a huge company. So it, sometimes, you know, we, we're working very hard, but it's it's hard to move move the ball forward when you've got uh, just trying to keep up with the regular stuff. So I I agree. Well, I uh, I completely understand that. And here's here's to you guys. Hopefully, you know, uh, when everything lines up and you know, if it's if it's your thing, you want to keep going with it. That you can expand and and then I'll just have a, it's just a giant hitbox collection in my house uh, one day. Guys, <laughs> yeah, I have. You know, I have guys expand three a right bit. now. I have three right now. Yes, I have three the, uh, amazing hitboxes. At the first generation one, the metal one, the smaller one. I travel with it everywhere. I wish it was uh compatible with all the systems. But I like it the way it is. I use it with my PC and my PS3 and with Mortal Kombat on PS4. And then I have... Yeah, your... I saw a picture y- yeah, of you both saw... your hitboxes. And your guys' are both cooler than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you I... guys really have cooler hitboxes. Like, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. Like... Man, so before, before we get into the rest of the future... Uh, how do you see your business growing? Like, do you guys have any plans to to expand from where you guys are right now? Uh, are you just do you guys have a business model for how you guys are going to expand, uh, or, or is that in the plans right now? I mean, plans always change. So you know, we 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 have very specific plans, but uh, it's in the real world. On paper is one thing, and and the way it turns out is always another thing. So. Plants are always changing, but, uh, you know, our, our, our general real thing that gets us excited and, and kind of part of what, you know, gets me up in the morning is the idea of controllers designed for games. Yeah. It, it's kind of a really simple idea of there's different video game genres and creating a controller that's designed to work best for, com- you know, different types of competitive game genres. There's, there's little advantages, you know, when you look at the way certain types of games work that you can really increase the, this, you know, you can help a player get better by having equipment that's designed for a certain type of game. And so, you know, in the future, that's, those are the sorts of products that I think we want to provide for people is, are things that will help with very specific game genres and, and, and give advantages that the general controllers just 
they don't provide the uh, general, uh, you know, advantages like that. So, but the, that's that's part of you know what you know part of bringing video games to the next level. Esports is still so young and just getting started, and the idea that you know esports exists, but there's not controllers that, that are very specific for each type of esport seems like a, a big opportunity for for players and, and us. Yeah, absolutely. I've noticed for different uh, games within just the fighting game genre, having a hitbox has different, you know, applications. I know for Tekken, it helps with movement and like, you know, with uh, for Street Fighter, it has some benefits for, for landing ultras and different combos. Uh, uh, what do you think is the the particular game that has benefited the most from from the advantages that a hitbox brings. Ooh, gosh, that's the biggest. Ooh, I know, because like landing an EWGF in Tekken is now it's like as easy as throwing a Hadouken in Street Fighter, almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I remember, uh, I, I'd never tried to do an Electro Win Godfist, and uh, Dustin was like, "Hey, just do this," and then I just sat down and did it. <laughs> Doria. Next thing you know. Uh, and I'm just like, is that hard? And he's like, that's 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 not easy. It's like, okay, it's good to know that we're just doing the hard stuff, and it's no no big thing. And I tell you, from Mother Russia, let's let's go ahead and break into what what games do you like to play now? Like what what is in your system? What is in your console? If we can switch to asking you about your gaming, the thing I've always wanted to play the thing that's always driven us even to create the hitbox is to be better marvel versus capcom so i mean to this day i'm still playing marvel versus capcom 3 originally we were playing marvel versus capcom 2 on the very first hitboxes and tatsunoko versus capcom i've always loved the versus series games the fighting games awesome so you're sticking with the uh, the marvel versus capcom genre uh it's one of those deals where like at this point, if, if, if I were to actually, it's so much work to get competitive, you know, like, and I've got so much work just to stay caught up with the Marvel oh, people because right, they're all sorry, insane, got, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, competitive Marvel, yeah. like, you know, like, uh, you know, I do pretty well, but uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, pro status, you know, uh, but I, I want to be someday. So I, I just keep kind of slowly grinding on my fundamentals in, in Marvel. Very cool. What's, what's your team right now? What's your team looking like? Ooh, gosh. Uh, you know, I've got a, quite a few different teams. And after Evo, every year it kind of changes. Uh, <laughs> spent the last year learning Morgan, which was pretty cheap. There's a lot of different Morgan teams that I play. Like a Morgan, Doom, Amaterasu. And you play Amaterasu with meter gain assist. So you just oh, have yeah. Astral. Just Astral goes forever because you gain meter while you huck fireballs. You just call the... Uh, Meter gain, it's really cheap. Wow. Do you go both meter gain with, with both Morgan and Amaterasu? Uh, if you want to, you can. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Just infinite meter. Just like a can, bottomless pit of meter. That'd be nice. Then you can do point doom with that team, and uh, basically you can do point follow my lead, uh, which is where you do team hyper combo with two meters, and you gain meter with Morgan. That, that, that's a fun yeah, team. I have like maybe six to ten teams that I'll just kind of cycle through. <laughs> I play a lot of Wolverine also. I love to play Wolverine. But uh, Wolverine matches are pretty messy, especially in tournament play. So uh, that's why I picked up Morgan last year. All right. Yeah. A lot of Point Virgil also. 
Point Virgil is another uh, way I like to play the game. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I personally love the concept. I played a lot of the uh, the earlier um, fighting game crossovers, but I cannot just love me. I can't. I can't handle all that stuff lying around the screen. We have some challenges that are really amazing at Marvel. So much props to you for being good at that particular game. Um, so let's talk about. Uh, what are the games that you are looking forward to the most that are on the horizon? <laughs> Half-Life 3, if it ever comes out. <laughs> okay, all right, big Valve fan. Half-Life 3, oh gosh. Uh, that, I love the Half-Life series. Uh, that's, that's, been, that's always been my favorite shooter. Uh, you know, mm, and, uh, you know, Street Fighter V coming out is exciting also. Um, those will probably be the two I've been looking forward to. If, awesome. uh, if and when Half-Life ever comes, who knows? But, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah. there's always Street Fighter V, which is, it's going to be, uh, see, Street Fighter V has always been like, uh, cause it's PS4 only, so I've always, it's always been like, oh man, gotta get, gotta get, gotta get something for PS4 so we can all play Street Fighter V. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been, but I, I think as soon as as soon as we have a, a PS4 hitbox for everyone, I'll feel much better. Yeah, uh, I can imagine that that would be kind of a huge thing because uh, you got till spring until that drops. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, and thanks to Sony, I mean I'm not console specific. All consoles got their things going, but with Sony, they they have that backwards compatibility. So as long as you have that a controller plugged in, you can still use a hitbox. Am I correct on that? Uh, you can use it with it's, uh, certain legacy games. Oh, okay. Yeah, like um, the uh, Lab Zero guys make Skullgirls. They were those guys are great, uh, and they made the uh, legacy support for their game. And uh, NetherRealm Studios happened to pick it up from them and install it in uh, the new Mortal Kombat. You, you so, said the magic word for angry, by the way. Yes, you said Lab Zero loves- and Skullgirls. Love those yeah, guys. He's in love with the Skullgirls. Yeah. But not actually in love with them because a lot of them are like no 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 it's a good game it's a good game sorry 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um gosh was it a couple years ago we had a pre three years ago uh, we had a pre Evo deal at my house actually where we had uh, salty cupcakes streaming out of my garage I think we had maybe like a hundred and twenty people that play Skullgirls in my garage <laughs> wow wow. It was, uh, and they were all like the best Skullgirls players in the world, and we were just streaming it. It was so hot because it was Las Vegas in summer, but man, it was a, it was a great night. Uh, the, the, all of them are, are great people. It was, uh, it was fantastic. They're, they're they're very cool people. That's a community right there. Yes, wow. it is. That legacy support, by the way. Uh, I played uh, my hitbox on Mortal Kombat 10, Mortal Kombat X, whatever you want to call it, and it works. It works really well. So. I'm very impressed with that. I, I hope that Capcom takes a page out of that book and lets uh, legacy support, but you know, they got deals with Mad Cats and stuff like that. So they're probably really, really going to push their whole, yeah, you got to buy the new, the new stuff. But we got Hitbox here working, hitting it on all sixes, trying to get that yes. support for us. So thank you. Yeah, we're doing what we can on that front. Hopefully, uh, Capcom has legacy support also. That would be great because, uh, you know, honestly, uh, I mean, let's face it. It's all about the players 
playing the best game they can play in Street Fighter and not necessarily how much they're ponying up for a controller. <laughs> so right. forcing everybody to get an expensive controller just, you know, it just leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth if, they, if they're going to force everybody to upgrade. But, you know, it's it's up to them and, and hopefully they find something that works for everybody. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I hear a lot of people say things like, well, you know, you can get the basic model Madcast for like 120 bucks. Now, for working guys like us, that might not be so bad, but for a lot of people, that's a lot of money. And even for me, like, I'm not really comfortable with just dropping 120 bucks on a brand new stick when I already have two fight sticks and three hitboxes. So I'd much rather them just yeah. push the products. $120 is, you know, I mean, it's a lot of money. Like, and, and like, I mean, there was a time where I couldn't imagine spending that on a video game controller, you know, and, and, yeah. you know, the more you, the more you get into these games and, and understand them and respect what's going on in them, the more, you, the more the money seems justified. But when you tell it to somebody that doesn't understand fighting games and doesn't study fighting games that you're spending $120, $130, you know, or, or in some cases, you know, like a lot of our international customers will buy the, the multi-console hitbox, which is $225. Like me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's expensive, you know, and right. then they have to, and, and because we're not a big company, we don't have international distributors. So it's $60 to ship it to them. And then they've got customs fees on top of that. So by the time they get their hitbox, it's over $300 for a video game controller, you know, and, and I feel terrible about that because, you know, like, I just want people to play on our stuff and tell everybody how great it is, you know, like, I don't, you know, so it's like, I, I really don't like the idea of people having to spend, you know, a ton of money on, on video game controllers. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of also closes the community off because, like I said before, I was a very, I am a very contrary person. So when people were telling me, like, the only way you're going to be good at this game is if you get a stick, I was looking at the prices and, I mean... It's killer for some of these uh, companies out here, you know. I mean, Madcats, they're pretty much like, they're like almost the Walmart of sticks. Like, they, they sell the basic model. You can pick them up from anywhere. Uh, it's an okay product. But there are some companies out there, like uh, Clockwork, his stick, the company that makes his. Uh, man, those sticks are super expensive. You know who? Uh, you know who started playing on Hitbox recently? Who's that? Who's that? Clockwork. He's been goofing around with it since Evo. I, I don't know if he's going to main it or not, but uh, I guess he's had one of the original old wooden ones I was telling you about earlier that he's been oh. practicing. So, I, uh, I did not. I'm curious to see if he sticks with it. I, I love I love the way Clockwork plays since all the way back in Marvel 2, so that would be a, a very cool thing to see him uh, play on it. Man, that would be the biggest thing. Like HB Clockwork. Mind blown. Well, I, would, I wouldn't dare try and take him from Coogie over at Broken Tear. <laughs> right, right, right. It's, it's still it's still cool though that that your your initials for your company that you started is is sitting in front of of dudes like like Tyrant and uh, they're they're getting top eight. It's pretty large. I I find that awesome, and and I I just I wish you guys the best of luck with you guys going forward in the next generation. Uh, your company as a whole, you know, not just not just that you guys have supported us, but that I use your stuff all the time, and 
and uh, I, I wish you guys the best. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Also, Clockwork used to use faux hammer. Ugh, those faux hammer sticks are really expensive. <laughs> we appreciate you uh, coming out here. Are there any other questions you had for Sean? Dreaded. You know, it's been a great time talking, and I'm pretty sure that there's that tech on the horizon that he's not willing to talk about right now. But maybe uh, if that stuff comes out later, we can have you on another podcast if that stuff drops, and we can we can talk about it and explore it. Yeah, I'd be more than happy to come back, guys. That'd be uh, great. And I wish I really could talk about it, but I'd get myself in trouble if I did. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. We understand that. We, we totally understand that. Thanks for coming on the show, Sean. We really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time out to talk to our tiny little podcast. Of course, we will make sure to uh, make you get a link of this. And everybody check out hitboxarcade.com. And as usual, support your local USO. Thank you, sir, for sending the American flag hitbox our way and supporting the USO Kandahar. We really appreciate it. Yeah. If you check out the uh, the New Challengers Facebook page, there are there are pictures of uh, of us getting that sweet hitbox at the USO in Kandahar. It's it was such there. a such a it's still there and it's still getting great use and it's such a such a great great heirloom to have. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome, guy. Yeah, people always ask me like, "What is that?" And we've we've gotten a couple guys to buy some hitboxes as a consequence of that. So there you go with that. Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> we al- we always tell people like, mention the new challenges when you buy a hitbox, please mention, so that the guys there know that we're really trying to reach out. So I'm sure none of them actually did that, but you know, whatever. <laughs> That being said, uh, it was great having you on the show. Uh, hopefully, we can talk to you in the future about that new tech. And uh, I guess we'll close it out here today. Uh, Dreaded, would you care to do the usual? I really would love to do the usual. Until yeah. the next challenge, everybody. Until the next challenge. Thank you again, Sean, and everybody have a fantastic day.